Welcome to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to people who want to speak more as a way to build their income and grow their business. Well, welcome everyone to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. My name is Jane Atkinson. I'm the author of the Wealthy Speaker 2.0 and the Epic Keynote. Now, the topic of today's podcast is taking on the big goals. Ooh, such a good one for the beginning of the year. And our guest expert is Jill McCabe. Welcome, Jill. Hi, thank you, Jane. Well, I'm going to tell everybody just a little bit about you, and then we're going to dive right in. So for the past 10 years, Jill has been working with established entrepreneurs, helping them grow their businesses to new levels. Since entrepreneurs wear so many hats for solutions to be worthwhile, they have to be simple and they need to deliver impressive ROI. This critical need inspired Jill to dig beyond the usual best practice solutions and relentlessly seek out methods that would yield the greatest ROI for the least amount of effort. You have me there. (laughs) Over the years, Jill refined this system, and she helped her entrepreneurial clients and their teams reach greater levels of success with more ease and confidence. Jill now calls this system Mind Code. The Mind Code process is available through private programs for individuals, and teams, and through public workshops and courses. So Jill, how did you get interested in goal setting and strategy coming at it from the areas of neuro and behavioral science? Oh, that's a good question, Jane. Yeah, a bit. It was a journey. It was a journey. I got very curious about, um, I would work with entrepreneurs at the five, six, seven year marks in their businesses where they were working with teams. And what started out as, you know, teams working easily and smoothly together, things start to get funny over time where people don't understand their roles. Groups of people just get trickier over time. I think Mm -hmm. we can all appreciate that. Yes. And I first learned a lot about behavioral science, which is a fancy way of saying the science of change. Mm -hmm. And what that is are the personal, social, and environmental elements of our environments that cause us to behave one way or another. And understanding this is critical to making changes in any organization. So for a long time, I worked with companies and we would put, you know, these change leadership recipes, really, they're recipes for change, to work in groups. And we would get amazing results, consistently amazing results. So I did just behavioral science aspect for a really long time until I was creating a course and I actually hired a curriculum designer to help me create this course. And the curriculum designer had a psychology background and I was showing them all this stuff and they looked at it and said, Jill, this is built on amazing neuroscience of how the brain works. Okay. (laughs) Really? (laughs) (laughs) It is. (laughs) So here's my curriculum designer teaching me about some really key elements of how our brains work and what makes us more likely to succeed. And to to boil it all down, um, one of the most important things I learned was about, you know, most people are successful in some areas of their life more so than others. Mm -hmm. And what I learned in those spots um, that are less so, it's because the subconscious and conscious, and I won't get super technical, but the subconscious and conscious have different ideas of what they want to work on. And so for the last couple of years, I have been um, learning more and more and more about how the brain works because it's actually quite easy 
to consciously program your subconscious to get on the same page. And I've found a very easy way of doing this and I've made it very step by step. But yeah, that's how that's how I got curious. It's wow. in fact a, a, it's a function of change and it, <laughs> it makes change faster and easier. Wow, I love it. So we are a group of typically entrepreneurs with either working by ourselves or a small team of people. And so we are really thinking about how do we make this next year our best year ever? How do we decide what goal to work on first? I love that question, Jane. Um, one of the things that will set you up for success, um, regardless of the size of company, whether you're a solo entrepreneur or you're working with a small team, is picking something that you can work on that has a very high payoff, but not picking too many things at once. Mm. So if you want to decide what is the most important, like what's the best way to start your year, I would suggest you look at what is the most important accomplishment you want in 2017. Mm. And rather than think of the 10 things you want, look at the 10 things you want and then say, okay, what of these things is the most important to my future well-being, happiness, sense of fulfillment in life? (laughs) Pick that. And then one step further, pick something you can do to make that happen that you can accomplish within the next three months. Three. Okay. So 90 days is kind of the thing that we're wanting to look at. And what is the most important in terms of all, I mean, when we take it all into account, well, of course, health is probably going to come up for a lot of us as one of the big things. And I know that that's so important. I think I need to tap into that. Um, Okay, so let's say I did choose, I'm going to, I'm going to use you for me. (laughs) Okay, in this very scenario, because really, I've already been working on this for three months. And I'm feeling frustrated because I'm not getting anywhere. So I'm going to dive into mind code and use it for myself. So how do I identify the, the kind of the steps and the sub goals for that? Okay, so the with mind code, we zoom out before we zoom in. Oh, neat. So take a goal, take a goal, any goal, and we're going to find out the reason you have that goal. So Jane, let's have a goal. So what's, what's a goal that you have? So my goal is going to be to lose 20 pounds before my daughter gets married in Dominican. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so with mind code, before that's nice and specific and I like that Jane well done and I'm guessing there's a date on the Dominican you which betcha. amazing that End sounds fantastic yeah. so that that part is really good what is so with mind code we'd zoom out before we zoom back in okay so what is uh, important to you about that well I think um and I have been doing some of this work. What is what is the reason behind that? You know, I could take my uh, three grandchildren into account and think about, you know, playing with them on the beach without having any pain and just feeling really physically strong and fit. And there's so many reasons. Most of them really tap into family issues. Okay. And so if, if you could do this and really be able to play, be strong, be able to play with your grandkids, be on the beach, then what? And you've already done this, but let's take it that step further so the audience can sort of hear where this goes. Mm -hmm. So what would that bring you? 
What it would bring me is, I think, longevity and having the most amount of time with them as possible. You know, I want to see them grow up. I want to go to their weddings. And uh, I feel as though health is the best way to do that and and, uh, to be really strong and fit on the way. So what's really important to you is longevity. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with Mind Code, we would develop a motivating outcome, right, to have greater longevity through fitness. And we would build that right into the goal. Mm. Nice. Because is losing 20 pounds the only way to longevity? No. No. What are some other things you could do? In addition to losing weight, that would lead to greater longevity. Exercise and Mm -hmm. um, obviously eating right, probably cutting back on the copious amounts of wine that I drink. Yeah, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what they say in Europe. (laughs) Okay. I'll stick to red. How's that? Stick to red. Yeah, but I don't want to get too off topic for the people listening, okay? okay? I, I, the, let's let's to, go to, to a... To bring that home, yes. I would just have you choose one thing that you really strongly feel you could accomplish in three months. Okay. And it's like, so what can I really do in three months? And then I would have you create programs for every two weeks. Okay. Three months. Okay, so let me just transfer this for somebody at who's listening in later on and mm-hmm. talk about, um, let's say that they want to earn 40% more income than they ever mm-hmm. have before in this great upcoming year. So first we go mm-hmm. up. And we have to recognize why they want to do that, right? What's, yeah. the, what's the motivation? Is that the point, is getting to the motivation? What will that bring yeah. you? So if I want to earn 40% more income, based on my experience of working with a lot of people, mm-hmm. people want to do that for a sense of financial security, control, and well-being, right? Like, yes. so I can control my well-being, I can control my environment, I can have security. So it's just when, and the reason for, going that layer in. I actually describe it as an apple with bites out of the apple. Mm. Think of the apple as your security and well-being, right? Think of, because there's a lot of things involved in creating that sense of place in the world. Then think of 40% more income as a bite out of that apple. Mm. Now, the reason I, I like to think of bites out of the apple is because The subconscious, actually, Jane, I'm going to get a little technical because I kind of need to. Okay. The subconscious, uh, the attention systems, our attention systems, that's how we interpret the world, how we we receive the world. Uh, There is quite a growing body of very solid neuroscience showing us that our subconscious, our attention systems will only show us in the world what we have predicted 
and anomalies from those predictions, meaning we're always looking we don't for really, evidence that we're right about what we think and believe, right? We're looking for uh, evidence. Yes, it's yeah. that, and it's one step further. It uh-huh. actually, we are not seeing the room we believe we're seeing about 10 to 23 seconds prior to everything we do say and see. The subconscious has actually already decided what that is. Oh, wow. So, we, yeah, it is. Oh, wow. It's actually really wild stuff. It's really important to understand this. I speak to neuroscientists about this. this is incredible stuff. But what this means is we will only see what we have predicted. So if we haven't articulated something, our subconscious can't show it to us. It's really wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, it is. Um, so and somebody might want to write a uh, tweet that out. We will only see what we've predicted. This is uh, Jill McCabe here. People is it at Jill McCabe? Is that your Twitter handle? Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. It's really powerful. That is so powerful. And anomalies from those predictions. And so I hope that begs the question, what are those anomalies? Okay. And those anomalies are anything to do with a goal of either survival or thriving. Mm. So survival goals are things that we've all heard of. The fear response, fight or flight. This is like, oh my God, you know, there's a lion or a meanie, somebody with a gun. I'm getting out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, that, so the attention system will say, hey, you need to look at this because it's threatening your well-being. But the attention system will equally show you anything you have programmed to be a goal. So that is why this is so important to articulate all levels of your goal, not just the, I want to earn 40%. Okay. And I'll give you an example. Okay. Someone told me they wanted to, in a recent workshop, pay off their house within five years. And I was like, great. You want to pay off your house within five years. Why do you want that? Well, I want, you know, we went through a few layers and it came to, I want to feel, um, I want to have a great retirement. I want to really enjoy it. And I said, great. What are the other things that would lead you to enjoy your retirement? Okay. Relationships with family, health and well-being, fitness, all these things. And I was like, okay. The only reason to our, we can now go right back to that goal of paying off the house. But by doing this, the subconscious is like, oh, those are anomalies from like the subconscious is like, I, you want anything that will help you live a better life. And the subconscious will only show you what it predicts and what you have programmed it to show you. Yeah. Wow. It's really. This is some heady stuff. (laughs) This is some really heady stuff. Yeah. You heard it here first, wealthy speakers. Actually, we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of listeners who I'm sure uh, delve a little bit into uh, neuroscience as well. But I just think that you're making it really simple for us, and I really, oh, really appreciate that. So, talk to me about. Um, I have a belief that whenever I listen to my wealthy speaker meditation. That, mm-hmm. it, that it works. <laughs> that Great. Money comes in, like literally, uh, sometimes very, very quickly. And then when I okay. stop, I just go, oh, okay, I recognize I haven't been programming my mind. Tell me, I mean, am I going just down a, a totally different path of woo woo here with you? Is that, what do you think that can help people? Tell me what your take on meditation is. Oh, I love it. Um, I think that it's not. When I think about goal setting and and mind code uh, strategy, it's, you know, meditation is not a required part of it, Uh but the brain is an organism. So the brain is a prediction machine. And, And this is something that 
this is really like, that's what it does. It's always going, what's next? What's next? What's next? It's actually a little, um, it, imagine like never letting your heart, imagine like running, imagine your heart is always working as though you were running mm-hmm. or imagine your muscles were always working. Like they were lifting up weights at the gym. Mm-hmm. If you used anything in your body nonstop without a break, it gets exhausted. The brain doesn't get a lot of a break because its job is to predict the world and keep you safe. And so meditation is a way of just basically like, you don't run any motor constantly nonstop. You have to shut down and power back up. Ah. And that's why meditation is so powerful. You're like just literally giving that part of your, that organ (sighs) a rest. Right. And because we're actually, um, the, the meditation I'm talking about isn't a true meditation because you're not just being quiet. Mm. We're actually listening to something that is saying, is talking about wealth in a way that you might want, oh, yeah. you know, the fact that you have the ability to earn as much money as you want. And that money comes to you in fun and surprising ways, that kind of thing. And it, you're, you're programming your mind to believe some things that maybe you hadn't even thought of yet. Having not listened to the meditation mm-hmm. and just hearing that description of it, here's what I can say. The more specific you are with the subconscious, yes. the more per- the more permanent the results. So if I say I want to be, you know, um, if I say I want to earn 40% more this year, right. the subconscious works. So to program the subconscious, this is, these are the keys, <laughs> um, specific, deliberate language and singular words. The right. conscious works in constructs, abstracts, and you know, making reason of things. The subconscious likes very deliberate words. Mm-hmm. Like I want to earn $10,000 it by, you know, public speaking. Right. And I want to give you a quick strategy tip for how to do that, by the way. Sure. Um, and then, and then it likes emotion, which I, and then, so you're like, okay, imagine feel this way or connect to that emotion because right. the subconscious actually, not to get technical, but just connect to the emotion. Okay. The emotion is, it's imagine going to a place where you don't speak the language, right? Yeah. You're going to have only so much success there, but the languages of the subconscious are very distinctive, deliberate words, very specific right? Like and very um, descriptive. And then you tie emotion to it and you tie visualization. So all this stuff we've heard about is good. And I'd say the main thing missing from the popular conversation is the specificity Mm -hmm. um, that the subconscious needs. So I think what I'm uh, translating it over to be is that I need to write and deliver my own words to myself yes, rather than maybe listening to somebody else's words because they're not going to tap into those uh, 10,000 foot motivations that I might have for doing this. I'd almost do both. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'd almost list like in my own case, I love listening to inspiring things that just remind me of what I'm capable of. And Mm. then I grab a journal afterwards and imagine myself succeeding at those things, but they have to be specific. Like they have to be, I want to give a talk to this many people or this kind of audience. The subconscious doesn't pick up on vague outcomes. All right. Okay. So, uh, talk to me about the in the moment strategy development. (laughs) So glad you asked. Um, 
this is another really neat in the moment subconscious programming tip. Okay. I am going to, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. I am, I'm doing an online course. I'm putting an online course, uh, by the end of March this year. Okay. And so to do that, I simply ask myself, and how will I do that? And I go, oh, well, <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll, whatever, I'll work with an online curriculum design. And how will I do that? I'll do this. And I literally just keep asking myself the and question. How will I do that? And how will I do that? I and like I do it. that over and over. The, the subconscious gets really into anything that starts with a how or a why. Mm. And so when you start questions that way, it just perks up. And how will I do that? And and that's so it's not only a great quickie strategy uh, tip, it's actually mind good. coding. It's actually talking to your subconscious and getting it going, oh, there's an anomaly. So it's not just paying attention to your goal. I want to increase my sales by 40%. Okay, great. So how will you do that? Mm -hmm. I'll listen to my meditation every day. How else will I do that? I will put together a, how, a package. How else will I do that? I'll get speaker representation. How else will I do that? I'll take a course with Jane. I'll reread the book. <laughs> how else will I do that? Wow. Right? Okay. I'll own my lane. So all of these, that, and then what's happening is the subconscious is going like, you don't have to worry about it. Just like walking and driving and showering, go on autopilot. You can put the subconscious in charge of getting you more success on autopilot. Wow. This is pretty heady stuff. I'm, I'm, I know. <laughs> I'm quite blown away by it. And, uh, so excited. I, I have, I'm kind of forgetting that we're even recording a podcast. Okay. I just want to chat with you for a while. Okay. And, and I actually, I have seen this come to pass in my own life on so many occasions. You know, I've talked about how we got this um, cottage up north far sooner than I ever thought it was going to happen. But Wonderful. I was envisioning, and actually, here's probably what made it happen so much faster was we took our whole family up there for a week this summer to kind of try on the lake for size to see if mm -hmm, we liked mm -hmm. it. We were, five, we were five doors away from the one that we actually wanted to buy. And uh, that was the end of August. And by October 24th, we owned this property. And it was like, holy crap, this stuff happens so quickly sometimes. And, and well, look at that. You experienced it. You yes. felt it. You saw it. So all yes. of those things especially if there's no subconscious blocks, um, they, they land the, they, they land the plane, right? That's what happens. And yes. if there's subconscious blocks, there's a few more steps to take, but if there's none, then oh. yeah, it makes, it makes acquiring or succeeding at any goal better. By the way, congratulations. That's Thank amazing. you very much. Maybe we better talk about those blocks for anybody who might be experiencing, let's say they've uh, gotten to 150 K, but they couldn't, uh, they can't quite get beyond that, and they're a, a little right. bit frustrated. What would you say? Okay. I would say that when our when our conscious and subconscious are in disagreement, the subconscious wins. So even no amount of positive talk um, works unless you kind of override the subconscious. Um, so the, yeah, getting into that. Did I mean, you say the subconscious was going to win every time? 
if you have arguing beliefs. So right. let's say you're making 150 and you're like, why can't I just, uh, why can't I just, uh, what's, what is that limit? Mm-hmm. And it could be because um, you just, you know, maybe just need to develop a more complete strategy and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. But it could be if it is assuming that it is the you know, there's a belief that says that's enough, or there's a belief that says, right. you know, don't be greedy. I don't need more, or there's a, yeah, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, or rich people are idiots. That's certainly that's a, a belief that can, has get, uh, can get into your head, you know, if, your right? parent, if your parents raised you that way. And rich people can also be phenomenal philanthropists. Right? Yes, yes. <laughs> but, um, but that is absolutely a belief that holds many people back. So it, it could be, I mean, it really could just be strategy. It could be that you, People just don't have a very deliberate system for growth and strategy to do that. But assuming that it's that, I call it an insidious belief, Jane. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So assuming that it is an insidious belief, meaning it's a belief that's under the radar. You're not aware of it. Mm -hmm, For sure. Um, You know, here, I'm going to give you guys a strategy tip um, to, to deal with this. Okay. And... And I have to, it has to be a two part. I really just have to tell listeners, listeners, if you're going to try this, I really have to encourage you to try it. To, you have to do the whole step. Both, both parts. You have you to do the whole step and okay. you have to do it all in one sitting. Okay. What's... Which means you need about 90 minutes. No, I really have to say this or, or right. it couldn't, it might not go well. I'm writing it down. 90 minutes. What are the steps? You need, um, the first step is you just start asking yourself why you're going to fail. Okay. You just say, why am I going to fail? All right. Why else am I going to fail? Okay. Why won't I succeed? Why else won't I succeed? And you just keep asking yourself. And I I need to warn listeners, if you want to try this without a practitioner, make sure you take the next steps mm-hmm. in yeah, the same sitting. you can't sitting. stay in this negative place or else. You can't stay in this negative place, but if mm-hmm. you're not experiencing mm-hmm. the results you want, the only way that you can possibly answer those questions with negative things is if they're in your subconscious mind. And if they are, it's like a weed. You just have to pull it. Okay. So if they're there, then you can try this next step and you must do this in the same sitting. You say, okay, what is the evidence that supports this belief? Mm. What is the evidence? What's the true facts that I have that support this? Okay. And what is the evidence against this belief? What makes this like, no, this is not true. I find that people who work with a friend on this can mm-hmm. take this even deeper. Your, friends Your friend knows see, you. They know you and they can see solutions for things that you like were right in front of you and you didn't see. Right. And and I'll tell you, when people go through this process, they're liberated. They're liberated and they're even laughing at some of the things. Wow. They're like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. That was holding me back. Like they look at it and it becomes silly. When they take those other, can we steps. have a couple of examples? Let's. What if we said, uh, sure. "What? Is, what? Why am I going to fail?" What do you think some people would naturally say to that? Well, I'll give you an example. I had um, a client who is looking to actually is looking to put a program online, okay. and she's older, and she feels that she can't go around uh, speaking, mm-hmm. and but she wants to, she wants to speak about this topic, and I said. Um, so she's like, well, I'm too old to do all the traveling, right? Mm-hmm. So why will I fail? She has the topic. She has it, but she's too old. She's too tired. She doesn't want to travel. Right. And I'm like, well, so what's your evidence to 
support that. And mm-hmm. she's like, wow, my age. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what's your evidence against that? She's like, well, I guess I do gardening on like one acre every single day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do all this other stuff. And I was like, well, what, what else? And she's like, well, there's a lot of stuff on the internet and I guess, um, I could do some other things and, and I don't have to speak that often. And this is where having a friend comes in handy. Mm-hmm. I, I said to her, you know, you could just do a series of YouTube videos to disseminate the information. You could become a speaker that way. Mm-hmm. Um, if your goal is to disseminate the information and it's, you know, it's not about how much you're paid per visit and who knows how well those could take off. Nice. People can do very, very well on YouTube and that's very affordable and you could do it in the comfort of your own home. Right. And so she, all of a sudden she, her goal was to disseminate information. It wasn't some goal about being known. You know, that's Go funny ahead. that you say that because one of the things that we often talk about is not getting so caught up in the title of how you're delivering your knowledge. So rather than thinking of yourself as a speaker, yeah. Think of yourself as an expert and speaking uh-huh. is one of the ways that I deliver the knowledge. Uh, keynotes and, and workshops is one of the ways, but I also might do write books or consult or whatever. And so we try to try to get people to think of themselves differently. And that's a real shift for some people. Wow, that's like the apple, though. To me, Jane, the expert is a giant bite out of an apple. That mm-hmm. apple, that big goal, right, is right. I want that security in my life. Right. A, a giant bite of that is expert, which, by the way, I have been so inspired by you, Jane. I mean, years <sighs> ago, I found, yeah, I came across your website. It inspired me to focus on the core of what I do best and what I'm great at and let some of the other things fall away. I picked that lane because of you, Jane, like so many things. And I agree. I, what you're saying just resonates for me and how I've, even how far I've come, there are so many things that were sourced and things I learned from you because it was like, yeah, this is more than just speaking. This is about living and breathing something that you know, you can help the world with. And here you are this many years later, having (laughs) developed, having developed the mind code. I mean, this stuff is, I mean, I could see you being all over television, delivering this information and, and that truly you are an expert in helping people achieve their goals and, and lots of other levels of that. But I think that's pretty darn cool. So, but let's make sure we get to our, the rest of this list because my goodness, um, let's talk about failure for a second. Oh, I love it. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What if we've been let down? What if we've had a setback? Well, I think I'm sort of saying the usual when I say, you know, we can learn from failure. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my extensive work working with people, it's very easy to talk about how you can learn from failure. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot hard, harder to actually learn from failure. Oh, interesting. And it's so easy to chat about it. Oh, yes. Look at failure. Stand up. Brush <laughs> am, yourself off. I am so <laughs> good at failure. I am... <laughs> I've aced, I've aced failure. <laughs> and failure sucks. Okay. I'm yeah. really good at working with failure, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt like heck when I hit it. Right. And that doesn't mean I don't grow from it, mm-hmm. but it, 
I think that the conversation about failure is not honest enough. We have been taught our entire lives, right, to we have to get these grades or we'll fail or we won't get as much in life. Like we've literally been programmed to not want to fail. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, did you know how Thomas Edison failed a thousand times? But we can't internalize that. Right. Most of us can't because it's really not how we're set up our whole life. So here's a really cool strategy for when... You know what? When things didn't go as well as what you wanted, failure is only useful if you learn from it Mm. and it will come back at you like a boomerang until you do. So to learn from failure, if you're like, this is totally unpleasant, I don't want that to happen again. (laughs) I thoroughly did not enjoy this. (laughs) Um, If that's the case, then look at the failure and say, okay, what was I supposed to, what did I learn from that? Mm-hmm. What would I do differently? Where, where, how come that failure happened? How else, what else happened? Did I not have enough information? Mm-hmm. Did I not, you know, do that? Like just figure out what went wrong, yeah. right? Did I trust the wrong person? Like whatever, right? figure that out and then say, okay. And here's where you get back into mind coding. You say, okay. And you use an if then statement. Okay. If a scenario such as this one happens again, Mm -hmm. then I will overcome it like this. Ah, so you're locking it in. You're locking in what you've learned. Okay, that's subconscious. To the Mm. subconscious. So you're giving the subconscious a workaround. And then you really must just look at it and go, well, now I know what to do next time. But those people who just go, failure, I'll be fine next time, but don't just sit and evaluate it for a moment first, aren't getting the benefit. Right. And I could be, I think unconsciously I have done, uh, might be saying that wrong. I've done the first two steps, but I, I didn't lock it in and really say, okay, if this ever happened again, how would I, how would I do it differently? I didn't do the if then part. So thank you for that. That's a gift. Excellent. I'm glad. Yeah. It's a really cool. And do we, I think an example of, of how that, that would, I'm going to give an example of a a recent failure. Okay. I have so many. But uh, <laughs> oh, we could be on here all day, sister. I, I've got a, a truckload of them myself. But uh, go ahead. So I, I went and I had delivered a mind code workshop in the fall. And I had been, you know, I've been doing this work privately for a long time, but I'm, I'm getting it out there. I'm writing a book about it. I'm doing more stuff uh, to, to get more exposure because I'm seeing what it can do for people. And I, and I decide I'm going to get some videos done. But I decide, you know, I don't want to pay for a professional videographer. You know where this is going. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. I decide I don't want to pay for a professional videographer. And so my um, my partner does the, the, the videos for me. And it's like a really cool office space that I work in. It's this amazing place. But anyway, afterwards, he does the videos for me. People are walking all around. Other people are walking up saying hi. They're in portrait instead of landscape. I mean, they couldn't have been worse. <laughs> They were so bad. And I was like, oh, my God. And I looked at that and went, okay, well, how can I overcome this? You know, what can I do? And I just went, well, first of all, if I have another thing that I want to use for promotional purposes, Mm -hmm. I am going to use professionals and put my best foot forward. Yeah, because they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. (laughs) And even if I have to hire a student because that's where I'm at, I will do that or whatever it is. And so, but if there's something really important in how I'm presenting myself, 
I will engage the appropriate professionals to be at the top of my game and show people what I think of myself and my business. Right. Uh, and, yeah. and so I admitted that, and then I, you know, I, I had an overcame, I cropped the videos. Mm-hmm. It wasn't ideal, but you know what? I made the best of it. And then I told all the participants, I said, Hey guys, I failed. <laughs> <laughs> and I used that as part of our, our, our dialogue, you know, just so that they see it in action. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. And, uh, let me tell you, in in our just to make you feel just a, even a little bit better is the video <laughs> is always the hardest thing to get done and get right that's not in line with what our topic is today but please know if any of okay. you all have failed at video you can recognize that you're not alone there because it's really difficult to get it right and okay. even when you do pay people it's still difficult okay. so something there's always something it's like that elusive thing but it will come it will come more okay. audiences and when you start filming more and more you uh, you will get it in the can okay Let's talk about um, tips for setting goals that are more likely to stick. I'm going to give you a very fast system. We touched on it earlier, but I'll, I'll, it's the MOMA system, M-O-M-A. All right. And I like to say you mow your goal and then you ma your goal. <laughs> okay. So you mow it first. You make sure you have a motivating outcome. Okay. Motivation is like gasoline. You're not going anywhere without it. So if you want to draw forth the motivation of a goal, Mm -hmm. simply ask yourself, what's at risk for me if I don't achieve this? And that is actually known as a... Uh, a prevention motivation. Yeah. Right? What what outcome? What future am I trying to prevent? Yeah, I can tap into that one so nice. much better than anything else because guess what? I don't want to die young. That's why I want to be fit and healthy. I don't want right. to, you know, not wake up some morning when I'm fifty two <laughs> years old, fifty three years old. So that's. Uh, I I remember this now. You know, the things okay. you're afraid of are sometimes more. <laughs> more motivating than the things you want to go towards. I like to see it. I, I like to do it on a scale. So mm-hmm. I like to sort of fill the first half of the scale with like, okay, what's, what's at risk for me if I don't accomplish this? Love and it. then what is possible for me if I do accomplish this? Okay. Those two things increase motivation and motivation is we're getting technical. I'm sorry. What what turns a goal into what's known as a hot goal? Mm-hmm. One that your subconscious is like, all right, I'm on it, right? Your subconscious yes. goes on autopilot when you make your goals hot. And 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 you know, that's so funny because there are times when I feel like I'm on fire and times when I feel like I'm not. Yeah. And I would say that that's maybe when a hot goal has been produced and I didn't know that. That's Yeah, and exactly. So it goal. probably is when you've produced a hot goal. Mm-hmm. And I was going to add that when, even if a goal seems really, it's a hot goal is when your subconscious takes it on. Right. So sometimes you can be like, well, what are you talking about? That's like a really serious goal. And it's like, well, it may be consciously, but not subconsciously. Okay. So that feeling of that heat, that hot, like I'm going, I can't, you can't stop me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your subconscious caught on. <laughs> okay. So For is sure. that all part of the mo? What's yeah, that risk if mo. I don't? What's- yeah. Like get, get your outcome to be motivating. I want to increase, you know, my revenues by 40% in the, you know, in the first quarter of next year. All right. Really get like a motivating outcome, right? Okay. So is that motivating? 
It might be to your conscious, but turn it into a, you know, get it hot and ask yourself those two questions. What risk if I don't, what's possible if I do? What's possible if I do? Love it. Okay. Love the word possible. (laughs) Then the second half is the ma. And the ma is something we're really familiar with. Um, It's measurements and appointments. Make a goal that's measurable. Have a way, and even if that measurability is your own measurement, like someone might say, I want a job I love. Mm -hmm. How would you know when you have a job you love? It's like, well, I look forward to going to work every day. I get excited when I wake up in the morning. Yeah, I get excited when I wake up in the morning. Okay. I smile a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? I have enough money to pay my bills. Oh, yeah. I like my coworkers. Yeah. Okay. Good. Those types of things. So those are measurements. And then appointments, and this is the key, I recommend making appointments with yourself to review your progress. So you not only want that end date, let's say yours, Jane, is in March, I believe, Mm -hmm. for your goal, your weight loss goal. Right. Uh, You not only want that end date, but you want uh, interval appointments as well. Okay. To review, you know, what you, what's not working, um, how you want to refocus and continue. So they're just sort of like little mini check-ins. Right. And I have, I actually have a health coach for this and we do meet every two weeks. So we're already doing all of it. (laughs) Well, I I don't think I want to dive deeper into the motivation of it all into the what's at risk. If I don't, that is a huge question. Huge. Okay. And yeah, it's a huge question. And, and, and also is the what's possible if you do, because, um, while there is this, it's amazing, like the, the conscious mind is so good at abstract thought, mm-hmm. but the, the, the conscious mind is, but the subconscious isn't. And so while we may go, yeah, it's obvious, right? What, what's in it for me if I lose this weight? It's actually not to the subconscious mind. Mm. Wow. Well, this has been probably the longest uh, podcast we've recorded. Not, not, uh, not because I hope I hope people at home were thinking. Not because it's long and boring. Just because we just didn't want to stop. And so, um, Jill, if people want to get in touch and find out more about Mind Code, what should they do? I'm pretty sure um, people will be knocking on your door for help. What's all the different types of help that you offer to people? I think um, the main the main one and the fa- the fastest and easiest way to get Mind Code is through a course or workshop. Mm-hmm. I offer a one day workshop for intense types, um, a little bit like myself who just want to sort of dive into things and go quick and go fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got one coming up in Toronto um, in January Ooh. and actually one in London, Ontario in January. What? What's the date on that? What are the, what oh, are the dates sorry, on those? In Toronto, I have the business one All right, and that's on the 18th. And then I have a two day course and the two day course is uh, mind code. That's reworked a little for life goals, life mm-hmm. goals, such as like any kind of life goal, more like health and fitness, quality of life, um, career change, anything like that. And that's two days. And it's with this, amazing meditation teacher and energy management teacher who actually teaches situational meditation and all sorts of incredible stuff uh, to maintain your energy as you go through. And that's a program for people who want to 100% complete a mind code plan from start to finish for their year. And that's where they get to actually really dive in. And and that's the one I'm doing in London. What's What's your date on that one? 
Uh, it's well, it's the 14th and 15th, I think, in London, and the 7th and 8th in Toronto for the two-day. Okay. And then uh, the program sometime this spring, summer, will be available as an online program. All right. Well, so, okay. Let's get and it's your mind URL. Code, yeah, mindcodeprocess.com. Mind code. M-I-D. No, M-I-N-D. <laughs> yes. C-O-D-E. Process, P-R-O-C-E-S-S dot com. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Well, Jill McCabe, this has been such a wonderful uh, time with you. And I think that our Wealthy Speaker listeners will really appreciate this because this is putting them on the path uh, this next year to wealth. So I want to say thank you so very, very much for being with us today. And uh, we'll see you soon, Wealthy Speakers. Bye for now, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Wealthy Speaker Show. Please visit speakerlauncher.com for your free Wealthy Speaker audit and visit speakerlauncher.com forward slash podcast for show notes and many more resources to help you catapult your speaking business. See you soon, Wealthy Speakers.